0: In this episode of the Talent Cast, I suggest that employer brand and employer brand professionals eat their own dog food. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Cast. I'm your host, James Ellis. We're here to talk about employer branding and talent acquisition, talent recruitment marketing at some fairly deep levels. We're not here to pitch books, we're not here to pitch software. This is a 100% pitch free zone. We're here to go back to first principles and really think through what it's going to take for you to be better and employer brand talent acquisition for you to win the war for talent. Yes, that's a bad metaphor. Yes, people shouldn't say it. Yes, it's also my Twitter handle, so I can't help you. This will not be your standard podcast. This will be a little goofy, a little weird, a little bit of me. Hopefully, you're going to learn something from it. If you like it, please tell people. Uh, If you like it a lot, review us on iTunes and Google Play. Otherwise you can hear learn more about us or talk to us directly on Twitter again at the War for Talent, or just go to our website thetalentcast.com. So that having been said, here's the show. Hey, how you doing, James Ellis here? Good morning. I am fully caffeinated, so I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, welcome to episode 30. Welcome to episode 30. Ah, uh, I can't believe it myself. Uh, here we are, and I, strangely enough, uh, synchronistically enough, if you're a police fan, maybe that's a thing, a Jungian philosophy. Uh, this is episode 30, and the title of which is 30 Seconds. I did not plan this in any way, shape, or form. The universe is a weird thing, okay? Just saying that weird thing. Man, today's coffee must have been good. I am already off to a killer start. So. Thirty seconds. You, now we all know the 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 joke or the trick or the rule of thumb or the heuristic. we we give uh, candidates who are looking for jobs like your resume has to stand out and get our attention in just a couple of seconds. And what we're really saying, because a good recruiter and I recommend, I suggest you are those. I I'm I trust that you are those things. Recruiter looks at every resume and they look at it for at least thirty seconds. You don't need four or five seconds to get attention because a recruiter goes through every single resume and they give them 20 or 30 seconds not to see if they deserve attention but to get the gist right you look at a, re- a resume and you go up oh, this guy's a server guy up oh, this guy's this 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 woman's a developer got it this woman is all about Ruby on Rails this guy is all about uh, sales you know you get a, an impression you get an idea of who they are and it takes about 30 seconds to do on a good resume the problem and what we recommend to candidates is hey if you throw everything in the kitchen sink in your resume, if it's a, you know, a European style CV where it's seven pages long and it's every paper you've ever published and every blog you've ever guest blogged on and every time you um, your mom said something nice about you, it's like, oh, it's not a historical record. This is not a biography. This is a marketing document, right? A resume is a marketing document. Get my attention and get the message to me in 30 seconds or you're done, right? The recruiter, who is looking through about a bajillion of these uh, needs to figure out who you are. And that allows them to say an immediate yes or no. Not yes higher, but yes, let's consider this. Let's really dive into this. Does this, you know, let's go through the checklist of what this opening and rec requires and are they meeting it? But what they're looking for in those first 30 seconds are who the hell are you? Give me the gist. Give me the elevator's pitch of who you are. Boom! Right there in the forefront. This you should already know. I would guess, again, I am trust that you are all fantastic recruiting type people and understand these processes, or if nothing else, you've looked for a job and you understand how to write a decent resume. Uh, though truth to be told, when I help my um, friends write their resumes, the first thing I do is cut, 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 get rid of all this stuff. You have a simple idea that you're trying to get forward. You are all about social. You're all about content. You're all about brand. You're all about marketing. Anything that doesn't move in that direction, get rid of it. It is fluff. It doesn't... I don't care that you are a Nobel Prize-winning uh, social media person. If you're look not looking for a social media job, it is irrelevant. It should be pushed to the very, very, very back, if not cut completely. Right? That's the basic. And then I'm a big fan of, you know, trying to set that frame pretty hard. My resume personally has a has a, a opening line that's pretty like, "Hey, this is who I am," and everything else supports that. Right? That's what a resume I think should be. Um, regardless of your level, regardless of your job, this is who I am. If you're looking to be a garbage collector or a chemist or a, um, a developer, in the end, there are a million of you, right? There, let's pretend that we have to assume in the world there's a million garbage collectors and a million chemists and probably a million developers in California alone. Um, differentiate yourself. Who the hell are you? How do you differ from the 999,999 other developers who claim to be roughly who you are? That's the purpose of a resume. This is the thing that differentiates in a short amount of time. That's called marketing materials, right? Simple as that. Again, probably get this. This is all, uh-huh, get to the point, dude. Yes, here I go. The, the funny thing is about employer brand is that we don't like to eat our own dog food. And I, I think this is true of most people. <laughs> Most people, uh, developers don't like using the stuff that they've developed on, and they they have to be forced to work on their own stuff. Uh, writers hate to edit their own writing. You know, it, it, They don't like to do this stuff. They're there to create, not to manage and work and live within. Employer brand is no different, right? Employer brand has conversations in which we say things, which is the best channel? Is it Facebook or is it Twitter? Which is the best message? Is it short and to the point or is it very specific and highly uh, highly explained? And there's all sorts of conversations that employer brand type people have. And one of the complicated things we talk about, and, and one of the things I like to talk about is the brand pattern. Now, if you've listened to this, you know I'm a big, you know, I've talked, explained the brand pattern, but very quickly it is what a brand is is what people think it is meaning it's what persists in their mind it's your projection of their mind and they decide what it is you can say i'm wonderful i'm wonderful i'm wonderful and if they say yeah but your breath stinks guess what your brand is your breath stinks uh i can say this is the greatest podcast ever uh as many times as i want and if you think it's dull and boring guess what it's dull and boring uh that's the that's it i I can do as a marketer, as a brand expert, is to define what is the impression I want you to get, what is my intention for what message I want you to take away, understand the ecosystem in which you live and find a way to insert my message into your mind and reinforce it over and over and over again so it gets nailed home. Here's your obvious example. Volvo. What is Volvo a Volvo? It's because it's the world's safest car. I've never owned one. I will never own one more than likely. I don't care about the Volvos. I have no particular brand preference. I don't even own a car. Uh, True, true story. Don't own a car. There you go. Uh, I I feel like I just lost a few American credibility points uh, for my American brethren. (laughs) And my European friends are like, cool. Uh, I guess I'm making this up. Uh, Volvo is all about the safe car, right? That's what they told us. They had a message. They had a commercial. They drove drove a car off a cliff of buildings. It crashed, and the things inside it survived. They said, that's our message, and they reinforce it with every commercial. Now, what's problematic, again, you know, is, uh, lately they've kind of deviated from that. They want to be sporty. They want to be sexy, and they don't want to be as... Safe. I mean, they're probably, those cars are probably still exactly as safe as they were 10 years ago, but that's not what they're talking about. They're trying to change their brand. This is complicated because everybody knows them to be safe. And in, I think, sexy, sporty cars, Volvo is not tops on my list, right? There are plenty of other German and Japanese and American cars, and and probably a couple, you know, there's a Korean company I would definitely be put through on that list uh, of companies, cars that'd be like, yeah, far sexier and far sportier. Volvo is not on that list and that's a tough thing to do. They've established a brand, they repeated that brand to the point where it became a pattern that people absorbed, embraced, and now that they try to change it, it doesn't work. It's like you're tiling your bathroom floor and halfway through you go from one pattern to the next. Guess what? It looks weird. You got to rip it up and start from scratch. So if that's true, and I full-heartedly, wholeheartedly believe that it is, um, how do you get people to understand your brand? And the trick is, I trust trust me. This is all going to tie back in. I, I promise. I actually have this. I have an outline for this episode. This is this is this is n- relatively unusual for me. Um, how do you get people to understand that brand? And what happens is, is from the brand standpoint, we think of them in two phases. First off, we think, what is the brand, and how do we communicate the brand? And I think that's imperfect I think that's an imperfect way of seeing it normally you'd say hey brand people go off in a room and do some focus groups and some surveys and some uh, data research and maybe look at some sentiment analysis and all sorts of very complicated words that you charge 200 bucks an hour for and you say tell me what my employer brand is and then the company comes back and consultants come back or your brand team comes back and they say your brand is blue and again who cares it's blue great okay great my brand is blue and, and you, you mean like the, like, like the feeling, like we're all about sadness and ennui? Yes. Okay, great. I can, I can work with that. It's not what I would have picked, but we can find a way to make it work. It's not so much that it makes everybody feel good, but it's a focal point that I can, I can work with, and that's fine. So my brand is blue, sadness, ennui, uh, whatever you want to attach to that. I just apparently like saying the word ennui. Um, now I have to get people to absorb that message. So I'm going to make the color blue and the word blue and sadness and ennui appear next to my brand as many times as humanly possible. What's my marketing budget? Great. I'm taking all of it and I'm asking for 20% more. Let's buy some ads. Let's make some content. Let's push some social out. Let's let's interview some people. Maybe we'll do some guest blog posts. And maybe we'll do, and maybe we'll do, and maybe we'll do, and maybe we'll do. We'll do an event. We'll ask for some profiles. Hey, let's get some EGC. Hey, employees, what does the word blue mean to you? Blah, blah, blah blah. blah, 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 blah. And we do it because we're now in the brand maintenance pattern, okay? The brand has been selected, and we've jumped straight to, okay, great, we're going to push that brand out, and we're going to maintain that brand, we're going to establish and reinforce that pattern. There's a gap, there's a tiny, tiny, tiny little gap. It's how you actually insert the brand into someone's mind. When we talk about establishing that brand pattern, we're establishing something that people kind of, sort of, already kind of get we're not inventing an idea we're reinforcing an idea that's how the brand pattern works it takes what you kind of sort of either already believe or might believe or at least are cognizant of and reinforces it until it becomes a belief you believe that that is to be true you believe that that brand is all about blue and sadness and ennui you've seen celebrities talk about it, you've seen uh, magazine articles, you've seen interviews, you've seen uh, branded content, you've seen everything under the sun Come ties back to that thing and you buy it. But how do I get you to believe that thing in the first place? And now we come back to 30 seconds, right? I have 30 seconds. I can grab your attention for about 30 seconds. and I think that's probably stretching it, but let's be, gen- let's be generous here for the time being. I have about 30 seconds to establish in your mind a brand idea. I don't have to prove it, really yet. I don't have to reinforce it yet. That's what the brand patterning part is all about, right? Once I establish an in- and 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 I, I love the word "incept," not just because I'm a not because I'm a Leonardo DiCaprio fan. I am in relatively indifferent to him because I'm in my forties and apparently. If you're older than 32 you or 40, you know, whatever. There's some sort, of, some sort of line below which everybody thinks Leonardo DiCaprio is the world's greatest actor, and there's a line above which everybody goes, eh, sure, great, whatever, and I'm above that line. Uh, it's not that I love Leo DiCaprio. It's not that I think that movie is great, though, to be fair, that movie's kind of great. It's because I love the idea. It's how do you plant a seed in someone's mind? How do you get them to believe a thing? And it's complicated, because if I tell you something... I have to tell you that thing a million times before you believe it. What's the, the rule of thumb? You have to, someone has to see a commercial 10 or 20 times before they even remember what the hell it is they saw. They have to see the banner 20, 30, 40 times before they go, oh, yeah, I saw a brand for that, the brand, a banner for that brand. I don't remember exactly what it says, but yeah, I saw it. That's tough. And that's, 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 that's tough. And that's why branding people like to launch their brands. They like to start with this big punchy idea that says, hey, We're doing an event, we're doing a flash mob, we're doing a thing, we're doing a a live event, we're doing a a Facebook streamed event, we're doing a Twitter chat, we're doing whatever it is. We do a big splashy event to plant that seed, to incept the new brand concept into someone's mind, and then we spend the rest of eternity reinforcing that brand. That's how branding really works. So it's three sections. It's conceptualizing the brand, it is incepting the brand in people's minds and whether they reject it or not you at least have to. And that's the nice thing. If if someone rejects it, someone says, I don't believe that to be true, they have to think of it in order to decide it's not true. It's like well, that trick, don't think of a, a polar bear. Now I've made you think of a polar bear. In order to not think of the thing, you have to think about the thing. It's really crazy. The human mind is goofy. So there's the inception part and then there's the reinforcing things so with conception, inception, r- uh, reinforce- reinforcement. I guess I haven't really written this down I haven't written my academic paper about this yet coffee break excuse me hey uh, just interrupting myself for just a second just to remind you that because this podcast has made me extraordinarily wealthy there's really nothing you can do you don't have to buy anything you don't have to make any commercials or anything you do not have to donate anything at all to keep this podcast going again wealthy beyond my wildest dreams thank you all I appreciate it All you can do to help me make this podcast even better somehow is to review us on iTunes and Google Play and other places that you review and share podcast information. That's all you got to do. Leave some stars, leave a review, whatever you got to do. We really appreciate it. It's what keeps us going. Thanks to the people who have done it already, but keep them coming. We really do, like I said, we really do appreciate that. That's all I had to say. Again, I want to stop interrupting myself to bring you the amazing voices of me. Bye. okay we're back um that's the trick and you have those 30 seconds that's the inception part to establish it i think branding proper meaning straight up marketing communication type people get this and whether they talk about it or not they get it because that's how they launch it employer brand people not as much Right, they focus on either the they focus on one or the other. They focus on okay, we conceptualized it. We spend a whole lot of money and a whole lot of time to conceive of what our brand is blue, right? How do we get it going? We launch it. And we're done. Well, no. You launching it effectively says I'm going to posit an idea. I'm not going to prove it. In 30 seconds, I don't have time to prove. I can't prove anything in 30 seconds. I can barely prove the sky is I know, actually literally I can't prove the sky is blue in 30 seconds. And if you can't prove it in 30 seconds, and that's all you have, what exactly just happened. All I did is I, I threw an idea out there, right? It's like, you know, it's, it's Trees Have Souls, or um, uh, it's Turtles All the Way Down, or um, Creed is actually the world's greatest rock band, we just don't realize it yet, by the way. Not, at least two of those are not true. <laughs> at least two um creed is not the world's greatest rock band nickelback is not the world's greatest rock band but by saying it i forced you even if you immediately went creed really no justin bieber is uh is is is, has the same talent as a john lennon you immediately rejected that but i made you think about it i made you put that thought i put that thought in your head now having put that thought in my in your head I get to either reinforce it and prove it, or you get to go crazy as I pretty much do nothing but try and talk about it and prove it to you. and You have to reject it over and over again. That is also true. I think of how many people hate the Apple brand. My father, my father despises the Apple brand. He got an iPhone. He got he he he's he's not an Apple guy. He didn't embrace it. He fought against it, and he hates it. Oh, he's he was he was so thrilled to go back to his Android. And not everybody's an Apple person. And I get that. I'm not. I'm an Apple person right now, it took a little bit of a shift, but it got me there, doesn't mean just because my father doesn't like the brand and rejects the concept that Apple are well-made, well-designed, well-integrated pieces of hardware and software doesn't mean he go, yeah, no, I'm going back to Android. You can still reject it. It can still be a true and strong and well-supported brand and somebody's going to say, no, I'm good, thanks, you're full of it, and move along, right? So when you're launching your employer brand, you either go, I'm just going to launch it and I'm good to go, I had the event, I launched the hashtag, rock and roll, my job here is done, or you skip the launching part and you just say, I'm going to reinforce this pattern, I'm going to create this pattern, I'm going to say this thing over and over again, except... No one knows what the hell you're talking about. So let's say your brand is blue. What the hell am I talking about, right? Um, again, your brand is blue. You you skipped the inception part, and you just went to my brand is blue, and you're going to write a hashtag, hashtag brand is blue. Uh, and Please, for the love of God, get more creative than that. Come on, people. Um, you... Make some creative that says brand is blue, and you throw it on your Facebook, and you throw it, and you make a template so that every photo you put on Facebook has it embedded in it. You change your PowerPoint presentation template. Oh, oh my goodness, you've made some amazing things, right? Eh, whatever. Uh, you, you you're you're just gonna talk about stuff. You're gonna push the content out, and every piece of content you says, you make sure you mention how much everybody believes in blue. You have a whole series of employee interviews where you ask them effectively what does blue mean to you and they tell stories about how they were sad again this is the worst brand ever I feel pretty confident that I've invented the world's worst brand thus making it perfect as an example for a hypothetical purpose such as this I feel thrilled anyway I'm legitimately happy I I invented the world's worst brand Um, You know you have a whole series of articles by people who love the you know who could tell you why blue is matters to them and you launch them and people see them and they gloss right over them because they have no hook they don't understand why the hell is this brand talking about blue all the time I don't get it there's no launch there's no inception there was no seed planted you were effectively to take the seed metaphor way beyond its expectation you are watering the dirt (laughs) there's no seed under it maybe if you're lucky there's a couple of weeds sitting dormant waiting to happen and something sprouts but it's not what you wanted you need to plant the seed. The act of planting the seed is step one, is step two actually, and then reinforcing it is step three. And if you skip any of those steps, you've got a pretty crappy brand. Either it's not believable, people don't understand it, people don't remember it, people don't believe it and embrace it, people don't connect to it, whatever it is. I used to have this theory, and I don't know if anybody's validated yet, but this concept that from a, from a cognitive level, if I told you a fact about giant squid that they live for 87.3 years and they have 102 sucker cups on their hands. That's a fact, right? Simple. it isn't. I mean, I don't know. There is a fact about it. I don't know what it is. And you know nothing about a giant squid. In fact, if I asked you to think about what a giant squid looked like, you would have a vague recollection and you'd be like, is that the one with the kind of flippers on the front or is that the kind of round? No, that's an octopus that's the round topped. I guess I kind of sort of know what a squid is. I've seen 20,000 leagues under the sea, so I guess I have a sense of it. And I told you that, that I gave you those facts, 87.2 and 103 suckers. And I came back to you five five minutes later and I said, wait, tell me those two facts about squid. Chances are you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. And if you remember like, oh yeah, you told me some facts, you wouldn't recollect them because you have no bucket for them. However, if you're, you're a big fan of marine life, you're a big fan of whales and, and, and dolphins and, you know, seals and uh, cuttlefish or, I don't know, prawns. Um, these are just words. And I gave you, and you, and you know exactly what a big uh, giant squid looks like, and you understand that uh, blue whales eat them and that, uh, you, you know, you know lots of stuff about, Squid, and I gave you those two facts, you'd probably remember them because you already have a bucket called squid and more marine life that you've already started to fill. And thus, the fact I've given you has a place in your brain to be. It's a goofy theory. And I bet if I was a brain scientist, and I'm not, I think you know that, I'd probably have a smart way of putting that. But that's why I I think that you need a bucket before you retain information. So if you've decided that you're suddenly going to learn all about couches, it should help to know what a couch is and start to learn more about couches. And every time you learn something more about couches, and I only bring up couches because I'm staring at one, every time you learn something about couches, you add to that bucket. And the more you learn, the more you can learn about couches you've established a pretty good bucket. You're good at whatever it is you do all day, employer brand, recruiting, or recruitment marketing, or social, or content, or whatever the hell you wanna call it, whatever it is you do all day, because you do it all day long. And every time you read an article about the thing you do, you can, you're one of those people who you can skim the article. It's a fairly detailed article about whatever it is. You skim it in 30 seconds because you already have so much knowledge about this thing. You can identify the one or two new little facts or ideas or inspirational points that you can say, ah, that was new and I have a place to put it and you can do it. Me, if I don't know anything about it and I read that article, I'm going to read it nice and slow and I'm going to retain very little of it because I don't have much of a bucket. Okay. A brand is the same way. if someone doesn't have a bucket talk about it all you want they got no place to put that information it's just gonna fall right out maybe they'll remember it in the near super short term but then it's gonna fall right out of their head and I you know and that's Less true for brands that have a strong consumer presence if you're Google and Apple and Facebook and Target and Walmart and all these other, Ford and, and, and Toyota and what have you, and Tesla and whatever, you already have a pretty good bucket. You already know what a Toyota looks like. You already know what a Tesla looks like. You already know what an Amazon is. You already know what a Google is. You've made decisions about it you like or don't like, you use or don't use, whatever. Who cares? But you have a pretty good bucket. And thus, when those companies say, hey, as a brand, we're all about X, you go, okay, I have a place for that information and I can reinforce it and you have less of a need for an inception phase because the bucket exists if however you're not one of the let's call it 25 50 biggest brands to an individual i.e brands they don't know enough about to have a bucket for for example there's a and i'm picking this at random simply because this happened to me praxair by the way in the news because i think they're merging with another company huge company no idea what they do. They're, they're about chemicals. Just so you know. They're all about chemicals and, 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 and stuff. But I have no connection to Praxair. I have no connection to chemicals. I don't know about them. The only reason I know they br- exist as a brand, one, is because I've seen their signs a million times uh, you know, in Texas, and two, because potentially I was going to do work for them a number of years ago, and it just didn't quite work out. And I had to go learn about it. I had to create my bucket. Before then, I had no bucket. All those signs I saw in Texas, they kind of went in one ear and out the other in one eye and out the back of my head I guess if you're doing more yeah that makes sense um, so if you're a brand that is Facebook congratulations you don't need to accept. you need to just start reinforcing because there's a bucket already and people are willing to and, and have, a, have a space for that information that you're all about whatever you're about however if you're like most of the 18 million other companies and 20 million or 25 million or whatever number you're using that people just don't have a bucket for because they don't integrate with them or they don't engage with them and they have no bucket for, you have to incept yourself. You have to have some sort of spark, some sort of seed, some sort of thing that says, hey, we're all about baba. We're all about blue. And that can take a lot of different forms. That can take a lot of different forms. That can be a news event. That can be a physical event. That can be a flash mob. That can be, um, we're going to start, um, okay, you're going to start a podcast about it, he says somewhat self-referentially. you're launching a series of articles that you're going to publish other places, and the f- beginning of it is a paragraph that explains why this series of articles is being written by you and what it means to you. So you can take that series about how your brand is all about blue, uh, and how every, you know, and, and your interviews with people, and then say what does blue mean to you, but you preface it with the hey. This company stands for blue, and blue stands for this company. We are all about this thing. To that end, we wanted to show you how deep our blue runs, which is a weird sentence to say. Um, and then, that, that's effectively the spark. That's the inception of the idea. And after that, the rest of the article proves it. And every further article beyond that proves it. You doesn't have to be that spark. That seed doesn't happen in the, in the instant that you decide to launch it. It doesn't have to be a, 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 a network broadcast TV special on Thursday at 7.30 and that was the only time you do it, it your, your chances are you're not the Super Bowl type which is fine or the World the Cup or the, the whatever Premier League um, you, but you have to incept it you have to plant it you have 30 seconds to do it whatever frame of reference you have whatever means by which you're incepting that idea you have 30 seconds and once you've done a good job doing it you've made someone say huh I guess Brand X is kind of blue, and then you're there. You're home. Now you just have to reinforce it like a crazy person, which is hopefully what you're doing already. That's how you make an employer brand work. You do. You have to do all three. Conceptualize, Incept, and Reinforce. Skipping any of them doesn't work unless you're a handful of big brands for whom Inception effectively already exists. And free, frankly, even then, even if you're Facebook or Google or Amazon or whoever, Target and Walmart, you still might have to preface it by saying, look, we're all about X, right? AT&T is big on women in STEM, good for them. They still talk about why they're big on women in STEM every single time they talk about women in STEM. They are making sure that their, their message of this is why we're talking about it does not get lost. It might be a great article, it might be a bad article, but this is why, this is the intent, this is what we want you to consider and think about and absorb that's the trick to communication what's the george bernard shaw no is it george bernard shaw or isaac Bashevis singer Whoa, man i'm gonna wow uh it's the problem with communication is the illusion that it is, it is that it has happened i'll uh, whatever i'll google it with this stick in the show notes the problem with communication is they think just because i said it someone heard it and understood it and they understood what i meant by it and that's always wrong that is the fastest way to screw up your employer brand and your recruitment marketing is to presume I said it once we're golden. No, it is not not even close. Not even close. Not even not even close. You got a long way to go. So that is our episode. Oh relatively short. I didn't even make it to thirty minutes episode 30 30 seconds uh yeah so thanks for listening uh i got some travel coming up so i'm going to plan accordingly i may record a couple of these ahead of time but i will try and maintain my monday morning schedule if you'd like to talk to me if you'd like an idea and by the way uh i do have an episode i know what the next episode is all about because uh benji he twittered me tweeted me tweeted me he said hello i don't know what he did uh maybe it was linkedin um and I, I have the idea for the next podcast. So thanks Benji. Uh, we'll definitely talk about that next week. Um, in the meantime if you have a good idea for the podcast, tweet me at the war for talent or just go to the website or find me on LinkedIn or it's not like I'm hiding kids. You can find me. If you need me to, if you need someone goofy and weird to talk about employer brand recruitment marketing at your event. Hi, how you doing? My name is James Ellis. Come find me. I really want to do that thing. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Review me, if review this podcast. Don't review me, please. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. Review the podcast on iTunes and Google Google Play, all that good stuff, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Happy 30th episode. See you in a week. Bye. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah.